0: Sports Fix.
1: Good evening, Common Room. Welcome to Sports Fix. I'm your host Ben Cullen. What would Wimbledon look like with no Federer? Well, unfortunately, that may be a reality all tennis fans will have to come to terms with. Roger Federer says he really does not know if he will play at Wimbledon again after losing in the quarterfinals. 8-time champion Federer, who turns 40 next month, looked out of sorts in his loss. Of course I would like to play again, but at my age you never know what is around the corner, the Swiss said. Federer was playing only his fifth tournament in 17 months after needing two knee surgeries in 2020. I'm actually very happy to get as far as I did, even though I am disappointed I lost. The British and Irish Lions overcame a rising COVID uncertainty to claim a composed eight try win against the Sharks, 54 points to seven. Organisers confirmed the game was on less than two hours before kickoff after a Lions player and management team member tested positive. Warren Gatlin made eight late changes because of players isolating. Nevertheless, fullback Josh Adams and wing Van der Merwe claimed a hat trick each for a dominant win. Earlier in the match, Owen Farrell left the field after appearing to hurt his shoulder and wing Lewis rees went off moments before full-time to receive treatment on his hamstring. They were two blows to an already depleted backline, with Finn Russell being the only back among the replacements. Warren Gatland does believe the series against South Africa will happen despite the Covid outbreaks in both camps just a little more than two weeks out from their first test. England's 55-year wait to reach a major football final is over. A victory over Denmark in the semis brought a night of nerve-shredding tension, then unconfined joy at Wembley. Gareth Southgate's side were on a mission to travel one step further than any other England team had done so since the 1966 World Cup final win against West Germany. And they finally achieved the long-cherished goal as they came from behind to triumph in extra time. In front of 66,000 fans and in a thunderous atmosphere this newer Wembley has not experienced before, England battled their way out of adversity to secure a meeting with Italy on Sunday. Italy beat Spain on penalties to reach the final after their enthralling semi-final also at a noisy Wembley. I am now joined by Ian Monahan. Ian is the Hong Kong Sevens women's head coach. He joins us via Zoom from his quarantine hotel. He is back in Hong Kong after their Olympic reperchage tournament in Monaco just a few weeks ago. Ian, how you doing, mate? I'm great, thanks, Bennett. Good, man. Well, thank you for joining us. And before we get started, we'd like to do some quick fire questions to feel the guest out as an icebreaker.
0: You great good with that? Good yeah, yeah all good.
1: Good, man. All right. It's got to be fast, all right? Playing or coaching? Playing. Favourite athlete of all time? Gary Armstrong. Sevens or 15s? Sevens. Favourite coach of all time? John Wooden. Cats or dogs? Cats. Favourite sport that's not rugby? Football. Singing or dancing? Okay, singing or dancing? Both. <laughs> <laughs> We've never had that before. Favorite place you've toured? Uh, New Zealand. New Zealand. Very good. Awesome. Very good. Could you give us a brief rundown of who you are and what you do day to day?
0: Yeah, my name's Ian. Nickname in the rugby world is Snoops. Don't know how I got it. <laughs> Snipping around trying to score tries on the rugby field. I was a scrum half. I'm currently a performance sevens coach at the Hong Kong Sports Institute where I'm responsible as the head coach for the women's sevens. Um, and that privilege has taken us to Monaco recently for the Olympic reperchage, which was the final tournament to try and get the team to the Olympics where we got to the final uh, game. But unfortunately we fell short, as you do sometimes in sport. I grew up in Scotland, uh, as you can tell by the accents, and spent a lot of time playing sport as a kid. Pretty much my mainstay staple diet, go to school, get outside, play sport and uh, repeat the next day. And uh, and then got serious around some schools uh, when exams got serious and had to knuckle down there so I could get to into university. And that was a challenge in itself. So, but sport's always been with me. It's the, been the constant and I had some unbelievable memories playing the game to as high as I could, which wasn't the highest in, on the planet, but it was the highest I think I could probably go to. but. Uh, the experiences that it gave me the travel, the people that I met, the the lessons that I learned have stood me the, the test of time, and and now I'm uh, I'm in coaching, which is probably the next best job after asking <laughs> what's is it playing or coaching for me? Well, obviously, after playing, it's coaching. So I managed to keep it going, uh, which has been good. And yeah, I found found myself out in Hong Kong now with my wife and. Having a great experience of, uh, as a coach, and and it's it's given us great opportunities. So, despite the circumstances that we're in, good man. I've got lots of questions, but let's just talk on
1: Monaco briefly. Sure. How did how did the whole trip look for you in general, and and despite coming up short in the end, are you happy with the tournament?
0: I think as as a group, we were bitterly disappointed not to win because that's in our nature. We'd been preparing for it for 18 months. Uh, so it was a, a real climax to a lot of hard work and sacrifice that everyone had put in. But at the same time, we were really realistic. We came up against a very, very strong team that's got experiences that we only aspire to, to get. And we learned a lot from the game having gone through it. So no, I'm super proud of, of the girls and, and all the, the people involved. I think it's been a challenging 18 months for everyone and the spirit the attitude the effort that everyone put into to making the most of the circumstances was fantastic it couldn't have probably gone any better for us we were we set ourselves the target of of getting out the group stages and getting into the knockout rounds which was which we did by winning the first two games played argentina in the semi-final and probably had our best game uh, there and then Put ourselves in a situation where we had everything to gain uh, and yeah just fell short in the end to a very strong french french team
1: well congratulations on on getting that far and i'm sure that you'll look back and, and be even more proud in the future let's go back to before your coaching days and your playing days if you like you said you had lots of sporting memories what was your journey through your childhood did you start in rugby or football how did that look
0: yeah i started as a soccer goalkeeper okay, uh, and quite quickly realized in Scotland where the weather is terrible and my height was also terrible for playing in goals. Uh, I was not going to be destined to being uh, a football player, but uh, it's a staple diet. You get a ball and you go outside and you can kick it around for as much as you like. So I had everything you could possibly have as a kid. Uh, growing up, a golf club, a couple of golf balls would knock them around the place, a rugby ball, outdoor badminton set, a swing ball for tennis, anything. And I think just anything that was kind of going on, depending on the weather, I would probably be doing it. And I kind of fell into rugby when I, when I was at school. I had a really good set of PE teachers that gave us every opportunity to play things. And But school, school rugby was one of the main sports and Quite quickly, I found that I had a place in that. Rugby was was good. Everybody in the, in the school could play it. Everyone who was tall, fat, skinny, fast, agile, all seemed to sort of migrate into this one sport, which was rugby. And I had, uh, from playing some different sports, just probably some skills.
1: Thank you, Ian. We look forward to hearing more from you again next week. Hong Kong, are you ready? This is the hottest ticket in the world right now. What a tough choice this week. Some options include UFC 264 with Conor McGregor, the Wimbledon final and the Euros final. It only comes around once every four years, so for that, I'm picking the Euro final. Italy versus England in Wembley Stadium is my hottest ticket in the world this week. Have a great weekend all, and I'll see you for your Sports Fix next week.